All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 322 of the Person Frame Rate Show. I am Via Vala. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. Today, we're going to go all in on the Atlanta Falcons because I gave a lot of love to Georgia Southern. And when the season starts, it's probably going to be broken up in a two-part episode um, throughout the season. I might talk something about Atlanta and another part about Georgia Southern unless something really overrides one another. So, don't fret if this is your first time here you or this is your first few times here and I go all in on one team and not the other. Now I want to want to give you a heads up. Both teams I love. I love both of these teams and I wanted to make a show that's kind of unique going through the college and professional football aspect of this of uh of news and information. And I wanted to talk about my teams in general. So this is not necessarily a Georgia Southern show or a, a Atlanta Falcons show. It, it's, it's a combined show. And um, you will see more of it once the season comes to fruition, once it gets closer, because both teams will be playing at the same time. But right now, we're going to talk some Atlanta Falcons stuff. And if you looked at the title already, you, you kind of know where I'm going with this. So give me your thoughts and opinions as I go through this episode. If this is your first time here, welcome. This is the first and frame rate show. I am BF Baller. Like I said, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. And uh, if you are on the YouTube side of things, you can listen to me on YouTube or Rumble or and or watch. Also, I am on the platforms that you want to listen to. If you are a podcast type of listener, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, and Google, you can go and check out any of those um, areas. I highly recommend you to subscribe to more than one, not just the podcast and the video side, you know, because you never know what may happen. I, you know, something may happen with the platform. They may not be able to get my um, if my episodes up at a decent time or whatever the case may be, because it's all technology and technology does its thing. So I will advise that if you do, I really would appreciate it. Also, I would appreciate it if you would take the time just to look. And check and see if anything that's in your heart to donate. Um, I do a Patreon every Sunday. I do an extra episode over there. And also the other uh, donations uh, help the channel and the podcast grow for equipment and all other things that I would like to uh, expand on when it comes to putting this show together. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. You know, don't want to hold you guys up too much longer. I want to let you guys know that at this point, when everything is said and done, uh, I think I said this on another episode. I was all in on a particular player. I think that's thrown out the window. And everything has been changing. Every time I see uh um what you call it, uh a mock draft or whatever the case may be, there's always something different that is going on. And I want to give you my thoughts and opinion about it at this point. I think that I think the Falcons is gonna go best player available. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think I think it's a, a, a great opportunity for Atlanta to get a multitude of very skilled players. There may not necessarily be a need, but if you got guys that can play football, that wants to play football, you get them in various positions throughout the the draft, because I think we got like nine picks. Do you realize if you hit a home run on 33% of those picks, which is three out of the nine, you can change your entire you can change your entire franchise off of those three picks. It doesn't matter if it's a quarterback. It doesn't matter if it's a running back, wide receiver. Um, it could even be a, 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 a lineman. You can change the dynamic of your team. It could be a defensive back. It could be a linebacker. You can change the dynamic of your team off of two or three of these picks out of nine. And to get the best player available is not necessarily a bad thing. And I know there's already been rumbling saying that this may be the case. 
um, it was already um, the situation. But I hear back and forth sometimes. You have a situation where uh, Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith may talk about looking into quarterbacks. They they just got finished uh, interviewing um, Malik Willis. And there's already rumblings about them getting Desmond Ritter. Um, Thibodeau is going to be getting, uh, Kevon Thibodeau is going to be getting uh interview with the Falcons. So none of this stuff means much of anything. Nobody knows nothing. And I just want to let you guys know, nobody knows a thing. I don't know nothing. I'm just a fan that commentates on my favorite teams. And I don't have sources. I'm not trying to be in that business to have sources because people just lead you the wrong way. I'd rather just give you my honest opinion about things that happen and, and give me my, you know, very hot, very cold, lukewarm takes about what's happening down the road. And this is no different. I feel like the best player available is, it seems like this is going to be the deal. And I, I, wanna, I want you guys to, uh, to give me some feedback. Now, I know that on the YouTube side of things, I'm not sure with Rumble, I, the, these episodes are in the premiere mode. And most of the time in premiere, I have people who listen, but they don't really, you know, chat in the comment section. This is a good time for you guys to do that. I'll be in the comment section also um, chatting back and forth with you guys. So let me know what you guys think. Is the best pair available? Does it seem like it's highly likely? And is this a good path to go down? Because I know there are some people, I look at people um, in discords. Shout out to Atlanta Falcons Nation. Those guys do a great job on YouTube. That They also have a discord that they actually, you know, it's like a lot of people in their discord is like going all in on pass rush. And I get it. We need pass rush. It's a need. But is that player will be the best player available at number eight? Will that player be the best player available at 43? Will that best player be available at 58? Now, I'm not going to further in the third round because third and fourth, if you're getting a pass rusher at that, at that point, you may, um, you may be getting the best player available, but I'm not sure how productive they may. You might even get a steal. No telling. You may turn around and get a, a Max Crosby in the third or fourth round. So uh, who's it? Like, we don't know. But who's to say like 843, 58, 74, 82, 114? Who's to say that the best player available is literally the best player available that could turn this franchise around? What if at, at number eight you get that quarterback? What if number 43 you get a wide receiver? What if number 58 you get a, a, a defensive back? What if you get a pass rusher at, 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 at number 43? I mean, this is something to really think about. And I'm, I mean, it, 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 and it's, it's easy to say that this is a safe bet because it still leaves the unknown out there. I get it. But to be honest, we don't know. Hey, these guys can have a guy that they want at number eight right away. And if another team before them ends up picking that player, we might get, a, uh, get someone else totally different or vice versa. They may just change their mind. You just have to understand that. You, they just may change their mind the day before. The only time when you see stuff like this at Set in Stone is you like the first round pick. I mean, the first overall pick. You hear stories about them already signing contracts and they, uh, everybody knows the first pick is going to be. Because I think I remember like way back when um, Matthew Stafford was picked. Uh, I think he was number one overall. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I remember he signed his contract beforehand. Uh, I think it was a couple other guys that was picked overall. They signed their contract days before. I think Baker Mayfield was one of those type that signed their contract two or three days before the the, the draft. So it, you just never know. But when you're picking at number eight, it's like, all right, what's going to happen? You still got the Panthers at number six who need a quarterback. 
You still got the Lions who may pick a quarterback. You even got people like the Saints that may even move up. So you you just don't know. I mean, the Saints just made a blockbuster trade to get two first-rounders. They have draft capital to move up. How far? Who knows? Now, the Falcons got draft capital too now. Don't get me wrong. And if you get the right team with the right price, you can move up as well. Now, there's also a, a, a situation where you can swap picks with somebody and trade back. You mess around and get like 12 or 13 picks this draft, which is insane. Or you can turn around and get 10 picks for this draft and have another nine for next year. So, I mean, it, it, it is so much going on. We, 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 the only thing I will say, honestly, is to make sense when you're making your hot takes. Make sense when you're making your lukewarm or cold takes. Just make sense when you're making an opinion. And that's what I try to do. This is like I was talking about the Sauce Gardner thing. I, I thought Gardner was going to be a perfect fit on the other side of AJ, AJ Terrell. We turn around and get uh, Casey Hayward. Then I turn around and say, hey, we're going to get a, maybe get a wide receiver. What about Drake London? I, I actually thought about Drake London could be a good fit. Man, we end up signing like four or three or four receivers. I think like three or four, at least two. No, three. We end up signing three. One from Chicago, one from the Bengals, and one from the Lions. So this stuff is not set in stone like, oh, these needs aren't going to be met. Like, we already talked about pass rush. Bam, we get Lorenzo Carter. Bam, we need a, somebody to fill in for LaVoya Luicon. Bam, we turn right back around, and we end up signing, uh, what's his name again? Oh, yeah, uh, Rashawn Evans. I'm, I'm telling you guys, like, look, at this point, we don't know who they're picking. And, and whoever they're picking is not based on a need. You got a lot of guys here that got one one year prove it deals that are just basically going to try to make some money elsewhere or probably make money with the Falcons coming up. Because you got to understand, 2023, the, the cap space is going to be ridiculous for the Falcons. You probably have a, three or four guys that are here now that just signed a one year deal, probably going to get a long term deal next year. Man, I would love to see I would love to see Rashawn Evans ball out this year, and he's locked up for us for the next four or five years. I I, I don't have a problem with that. What what's wrong What's wrong with that? I would love to see who else is on a one year deal right now. Damian Williams. I would love to see one Damian Williams ball out and be with us for another three years. This this, this is setting up very very well. Very well for the Falcons. Very well. Everybody want to sit there and talk about, you know, um, the Falcons are having this issue. They're having that issue. They're probably friends. I, 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 I kind of see it now. Do I know what players they're going to get? No, but I see the vision of what Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are doing. You may not like it. You may have a problem with it. And that's fine. You're entitled to opinion. We all are. Some, stuff I, some things they've done I don't like. I don't like how they went and tried to go after Deshaun Watson. To be quite honest, I'm not a big fan of the of the wide receiver signing that they got um for the, from Detroit, and I'm a little skeptical on the one that we got from uh the the guy that we got from uh oh goodness what is his name um from Chicago. I'm 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 not too happy about it, but hey, I get it. You want some guys to come in here that's going to be a uh, Damian uh, Demir Bird. 
And I didn't even talk about Dean Marlowe. That's look, look, we're we're getting guys. We're getting guys here that that's just basically gonna fill fill needs. They just they're just feeling needs. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it, it also shows that these guys aren't necessarily going to be drafting for players based on need. They're, they're probably going to getting the best player available. And everybody that's on a one-year deal, if you want to make some money with the Falcons, this is the place to do it. We're going to be like, what, 130? 100, it's going to be at least $100 million in free cap space next year? Let Alden Tate mess around and have a year like he did before when he had like 40 to 50 catches. Now he's not, he, he could be end up locking up with us for another four years. I mean, that, that, that's good economics. And on the flip side of that, you're still going to have room for 2023, whatever draft class you bring in on top of the ones that we bring in this year. The only thing you may want to do next year depends on who they draft in this draft coming up. You may want to make it an issue to go after quarterback right now. I mean, in 2023, that may be your only need that you may want to go after because I heard the draft class in 2023 is actually actually going to be pretty good. It's going to be better than this draft class. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just look at this and I'm like, okay, what we got in front of us is set up to be really nice. The only thing, the only thing that needs to happen, the only thing that don't need to happen is for these guys to blow it. They don't need to mess this up. This is a very good situation where they're in a they're in a situation where they can still compete. They literally can still compete and rebuild at the same time. You got guys that's here that are one year deals that wants to make money and wants to make a name for themselves, whether it be here or somewhere else. On the flip side of that, Terry Fontenot is already putting money in twenty twenty three. With the cap space that we have, man, it's going to be nasty. It's going to be nasty because we're going to have a lot of money coming in for 2023. Give me a second. Let me look at, let me see if I can pull this up. Right now, the team is 4.2 mil in cap space. Next year, they're going to be at 96 million. With 25 players on contract. So half of the team is going to be under contract. 25 players are going to be under contract in 2023. And you got $96 uh, million on. You, you, you got a very good situation here where you could put some money on, play, on players. Players that actually proved it to themselves that they can ball. And if you put out a pretty decent product, let's say you win nine. You win eight games, you're going to have players that probably want to come here and play. Not only for the money, but for the culture. And, and, and one thing I will say about this, the culture that Arthur Smith is putting together, it weeded out a lot of players. Some people did not want to be here anymore. Some people started wanting to bad mouth when they left. Hayden Hurst. Which I, he had an on the field issue, and I'm not taking nothing away from his mental health. I, I don't have a problem with that because mental health is serious. Unless if you're Calvin really. But you know, I'm I'm not gonna 
Go leave that alone. But he had a problem with on the field issues as far as actually not fumbling the ball, but, you know. Julio Jones didn't want to be here. Calvin really had his issues. I'm pretty sure there's other players did not like the way that Arthur Smith came in because Arthur Smith came in about business. If y'all don't remember when he first came in, he came in cussing and fussing on the field, getting players in line and ready to play. And then I'll be damned if this guy didn't get these guys to seven wins because we had no business winning seven games. None. Especially at the Calvin really. I don't even want to go down the path, but you kind of understand what I'm saying. The culture is changing. You got players here that want to play. And I'm surprised. And, and, and that whole narrative is gone now. That whole narrative is gone. You got players here that want to play. Casey Hayward wouldn't Casey Hayward, Marcus Mariota, Lorenzo Carter, Cordell Patterson. Come on, man. Damian Williams, Arden Tate. You got players that want to be, because if they don't want to be here, they wouldn't sign, especially after an abysmal season that we had. So players want to be here. You're changing the culture. You're going to draft players. And there's one thing that he said, and I'll, I'll never forget that he said, and I, I, it'll always stick with me. Arthur Smith said, you bring guys in, you draft them, and you build them up. You motivate them, and you build them up. Now, how did that play out? One person in particular that worked out very well for him, I mean, come on, Kyle Pitts, that's one. I mean, but Kyle Pitts is going to eat regardless. I'm glad he made over 1,000 yards receiving. Phenomenal job in his rookie season. But one guy that I worked for was Jalen Mayfield. Jalen Mayfield is the prime example of what Arthur Smith is trying to do. Now, did Jalen Mayfield have the best season? No. Did he have a, 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 a the best rookie season? No. But I will say this. He improved. Taylor Mayfield improved. I have no issue with what, what Jalen Mayfield went through, and I'm glad that he went through it. Started all 16 games, or he started 16 to 17 games last year. Don't see any stats on him here, but that, that, that's nevertheless. There it is. What did he do that was significant offensive line? Nope, no, I don't see anything. Don't see anything. All right. No, no, doesn't have any stats on it. I don't I don't even know what it says. I'm looking on the Atlanta Falcons website. I do apologize. Don't see much. Don't see uh how many sacks he gave, but he gave up a lot in the first game. He's been doing pretty rough the entire first half of the season, but the second half he he came on. He did he started to do a lot better. But that's the type of players you want to come in here. They may not be the best. They may not be the most talented. They may just be the best player available at the time. But they turn into something. And not only from a team standpoint, because that builds up your players, and that that right there just is um very contagious throughout a 53-man roster. But on top of that, it's good economics. You get players for a low amount of money until they're way too expensive to keep and let them make money elsewhere. Or if you're that good with money, like Terry Fontenot look like he is in 2023, you can keep some of these players and give them big contracts and let them be happy and let them be a franchise uh, uh, pillar in your franchise. 
I don't understand what is hard about this at the end of the day. And with the whole situation, I'm bringing back full circle before I finish, bringing guys in that are the best player available at the time, you're going to get the best player that's on the on on the uh, chart. If you do that, you're going to get guys that's going to that's going to want to play and they're going to be good at playing wherever they are. And if you bring that same mantra that Arthur Smith's going to bring in, bring them in, build them up, turn them into something that they thought they wasn't, make them play beyond their potential, have them happy that a coach believes in them, have them happy that a GM believes in them, and they turn around and they uh, be loyal to you, and you don't have situations like Julio Jones. You won't have a situation like a Hayden Hurst. You won't have a situation like a Calvin Ridley. Because those guys always reciprocate when a team is loyal to them. They always reciprocate when a team believes in them. This goes back to Little League. And anybody who played Little League or watch players um, come through the Little League rankings of any sport, always uh, watch a player give a debt of gratitude, or you were that player that gave a debt of debt, or gave a debt of gratitude to that coach who believed in you. If you like this commentary, if you like this podcast, give me a like, share this commentary, and uh, subscribe to all of the platforms that you would like to desire. If you don't mind, YouTube Rumble is the visual side. If you want to listen to us on uh, the Podcast Avenue, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google. If you want to donate, all the links are down in the description. It helps the channel grow, helps the podcast grow, get better equipment, and make this more professional than what it is. I really appreciate y'all. I've been on a tear this week because I'm starting to feel the air. I'm starting to feel a difference. I was a little bit timid about how things were going with the whole Matt Ryan situation, how things were going with Coach Helton and Georgia Southern, but now I feel confident that both of these uh, entities are going to do some good things. Will it happen overnight? No, but that's why we do this every day. Will this happen in some form or fashion where we as fans will be happy? I think so. Georgia Southern is doing something special. Atlanta might have a growing, have some growing pains for the next year or so, but we're going to be in good shape to build a really good team with a good salary cap and getting guys that are want that want to be here and with the talent that can put something big on the field. I'm going to get up out of here. I hope you guys enjoy your Wednesday. You guys take it easy. You guys have a blessed day. And take heed to all the links that I told you about. Hopefully you guys will continue to help this grow. And I'll see you guys on the next one. You guys be easy. You guys be blessed. Peace.